welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host. And I love this venue because we get to hear about the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and of course, our people. Last year, when we rolled out PEP, our performance enrichment program, we began normalizing the idea of having a coach to help us progress in our career. You may have even heard us talk about developing a coaching culture here at DHG. Our journey has just begun. And in the next 6 to 12 months, you'll begin to hear more and more about this. And even better, we're all going to begin to benefit from working with and having coaches right here at DHG. Speaking of, joining me today are two DHG coaches, John Locke and Lauren Gibbons. And it is no coincidence that they are joining me as we celebrate International Coaching Week. So without further ado, welcome John and Lauren. Hey, that was great. Thank you. It's always super fun to have several people on the call. I feel like it adds a great energy to the podcast. So, so John, I'm going to start with a question for you, and I'm going to start really basic because this is how you and uh, the three of us started our conversation as I don't know a whole lot about coaching. So until we began our journey with PEP last year, I always thought of coaching as something negative, like I was doing something incorrectly. I wasn't doing it right. So someone was going to coach me, I'm using like quotation marks in the air, to help reset my direction. But really, that's not exactly what's meant by this. Can you help explain what's meant by coaching and having a coach? Yeah, Alice Gray, thank you. This is an exciting opportunity, I think, for DHG as a firm because we're, for the first time, I think, starting to really embrace this whole concept of coaching as a developmental tool for people throughout the firm. And one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, that has existed ever since I have been in this role, which has been now for a little over three years, is that coaching is something that's brought in when there is a problem. And it is exactly the opposite. In fact, coaching is actually brought in at a key moment in the developmental life of a DHG professional, such that they can have a relationship with an individual to help them on this journey towards the next level of achievement. It's interesting because, you know, when you think about coaching in its global uh, view and definition, the International Coach Federation actually describes it as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. So nowhere in that entire definition do you hear, save your job, get it right, <laughs> figure it out, True. none of that stuff, right? Right. This is all about moving people to the next level, and fortunately, that's what we're using it for here at DHG, is we find people at key moments in their developmental cycle here at the firm, and we say, you know what, with a little bit of extra time and effort and investment, you can really benefit dramatically to be prepared for your next level of leadership by having a coach. Wow. That's really great that DHG has put such a strong emphasis and resources towards this to help all of us progress in our career. 
So Lauren, let me ask you this next question. When we talk about coaching, is it one-on-one? Is it with a group? Is it both? I mean, how is this conducted? That's a great question, Alice Gray. And and my answer is really it can be both. I have experienced one-on-one coaching and experienced group coaching and facilitated one-on-one coaching. The interesting thing and in, in the ICF definition that John shared is far more articulate, but basically coaching is about finding and being your best self. And the work that happens to get there happens when somebody's reflecting it on their own. And so that can be prompted in group discussion and group coaching. And then people walk away and really think about, you know, how to tap into that for themselves or in one-on-one. I think both are powerful vehicles. Historically, we've done more one-on-one coaching at DHG. And I think group coaching is probably one of the things that we'll tap into as a way to make this scalable and more accessible to others in the organization. But both can be highly effective. Hmm. Interesting. So my next question, you know, we talk about career progress and part of our mission statement is helping, is working with our people to help them progress in their careers. What are some of the positive ways that a coach can enhance career progress? And John, this I'm going to ask you this question. Well, that's a wonderful question because this is a, a point where many potential coaches and leaders come together and they start thinking through, you know, what are some of the opportunities for strategic development that may need more attention than they have been able to give up to this point in time in their career. So one of the biggest things that I have had an opportunity to work with people on as they transition through different levels of leadership responsibility here at the firm is having having an opportunity for them to see themselves really as more of a leader than a doer. And so they have earned a tremendous reputation for getting stuff done and for being incredibly competent, thorough, and one of the best at what they do. And so one of the things that we find as an opportunity pretty quickly is, especially a younger individual who has accomplished so much, finds themselves at a crossroads where it's not about what I do anymore and the rewards associated with that. It's now more about me being able to help other people be successful and to lead them and to actually become somewhat of a coach, trainer, teacher for those individuals. So it's a big step for a lot Mm. of people. So when we start really peeling that back, what are some of the things that we're looking for to develop? And you'll hear at times the term, which is very broad, and we, we can spend the entire podcast talking about the term executive presence. But that's one that I hear fairly often that comes back in through the leadership uh, discussions about an individual. They say, you know what, they're fantastic individuals. They are incredible performers. We want to work on their executive presence. So what we have to spend some time doing is defining what part of executive presence might that be. Is it the way they lead a team? Is it the way they show up in a meeting? Is it the way they actually present themselves in front of a group, a client, etc.? So there's a lot to that. But when you think about what we want to accomplish really in a career development coaching experience, it's about elevating their level of self-awareness around things that maybe they can uh, become 
become more proficient at, even though they might be doing it well now, but to take it to that next level. And so it's a, it's about this process of the of discovery. What is that going to look like? What does that need to be? How can you be your best self in many of these different areas? And it's a fantastic opportunity, really, to partner with these future leaders and current leaders to have this discussion around you know, who do you want to be as your best self? Where do you, where do you think you can grow in this area? And what does it look like three and fi- uh, five years from now for you as a leader? What are the types of things will you be doing then that maybe you aren't doing now? So it's a it's an incredible opportunity to be authentic, to be creative, but to be focused on the things that are going to be necessary for these individuals truly to feel good about their success over the next several years here at DSG. That is really cool. And it's almost like that's the missing piece. We've got sponsorship, we've got mentorship, and the next piece is the coach that really helps us get get to where we need to go, fine-tune things. Yep. So. Lauren, this next question's for you. And in your role um, as an HR leader, you have really been instrumental in a lot of the cultural shifts that we have been working on and taking place. And building a culture of coaching, say that three times, it's truly going to be a cultural change for us. So what steps are we currently taking and what steps are we going to be taking in the future to help us move in the direction of having a culture of coaching? It's a great question. I'm not going to take you up on saying it three times, but I will say that um, it's difficult to say. It's harder to do. So we've got a lot of work ahead of us for sure. I think a couple of things that we've done thus far, the first is really going back to when PEP was first kind of imagined and the idea of PEP was laid out. So PEP, you know, we're getting ready to step into year two of PEP, but that is really an aspirational platform. So we've overlaid, you know, performance management to the culture we're intending to build. And that, while we are in many ways um, finding our way there and feeling our way there, building for the future, I think will help us pave the way towards the future. So that was a first and huge critical step. We're now figuring out what does phase two look like? So how do we do some real critical skill building around having effective coaching conversations and having people feel empowered at all levels to own their own career um, and navigate that effectively? A couple of the things that we've been brainstorming is can we offer coaching at career turns? So upon promotions or critical career shifts, can we have coaching in a more scalable, deliberate way so that we're accessing you know, all levels of the organization and building some, some critical skills that can cascade further. So things like that are, are in the hopper. The other big one that's coming is more formal training. Um, and I hesitate to say that only because training can sound a bit isolated. Yeah. What we'd be looking to do is something that's truly more experiential in mm-hmm. nature. And then we're, we're able to keep alive beyond that. But a way to set fundamental skills and awareness and kind of common language throughout the organization as a foundation. And then we'll be able to build on that. So the, the foundation building will be the next big thing and then piling on as we continue to, to grow and move down that path. So building on this this notion of culture, Lauren, when we talk about being a great place to work, which we are a great place to work certified organization, we talk about it being a high trust culture. How does coaching impact this culture? It does it impact? And if it does, how does it impact it? What's, what's the relationship here? Yeah, I think for me, what's key is trust is at the core of all this, right? So coaching will not help us create a culture of trust, in my opinion. 
However, without a culture of trust, coaching will not be effective. So I think it's really the trust and having effective and trusting relationships that will allow us to do both. So I think it's actually the trust that's the precursor. And John, certainly feel free to piggyback, but there's no such thing as an effective coaching relationship when there's no trust. And so the trust is is paramount to anything we do being successful. Well, I will piggyback on that. And that's that's one of those more difficult conversations that we could peel apart here for the next hour if we wanted to. (laughs) But one of the things that's, uh, I think, critical in a coaching relationship, which applies to this question is, you know, how do we set a foundation that will enable to be, that will enable trust to be developed, right? And so what we are going to be teaching and sharing, and I, I love the term experience, because a training program is really not what this is envisioned to be. But when we can create an experience for people that allows them to see the value of what it's really like to be totally present with somebody and how just by practicing the skills of listening actively, uh, reflective listening, being able to, you know, ask questions that are coming from a real genuine place of curiosity versus adversarial type things or agenda driven uh, we and helping really people see the value of locking arms and co-creating solutions this process i think that we take people through and the skill set training that's associated with this can be an essential in the grand scheme objective of building trust but it just doesn't happen right away. And so I, I think that although we need trust truly to be in place, I think that hand in hand, what we're doing is actually helping create new levels of trust. So it's a, it's a complicated and tricky scenario. I agree with Lauren, you know, you got to have it. Mm-hmm. But I think part of what we were doing is help create a platform for making it easier to create it. And I know that might be a little bit confusing to the listeners, but it's a, it's an exciting opportunity think, to think about the future of, of DHG as it relates to the enhanced level of trust that that we'll be experiencing as a result of all, all of us engaging in this. I agree. Well, as we conclude this podcast, are there any concluding thoughts that either of you have as we celebrate International Coaching Week? I would just say, first of all, that I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of an organization like DHG who has committed the kind of resources that they already have uh, to the coaching experience as a developmental tool for the future leaders here at DHG. I mean, this is, uh, you know, coaching is a misunderstood industry. It has, what's interesting is that there are 53,000 certified coaches worldwide. And, you know, it's just really coming into its own in the last five to 10 years as a strategic tool used by corporations of all size. And I just, you know, when I tell people what I do and the company that I work for, they look at me and they go, wow, you guys are really doing something unique there by investing in coaching. So coaching week coming up in May is just an opportunity for us to celebrate, uh, to talk more about how coaching can be transformational and differentiator here for all who engage uh, with a career at DHG. So I'm excited. Wow, that's great. Well, I'm excited too. And I'm, I'm thrilled that we were able to spend a few minutes 
laying a little groundwork on what's coming up for us in terms of coaching. And thank you both for all the time and energy that you're putting in to helping us build that culture of coaching. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and um, thank y'all for being here. And thank you for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our Life Beyond Numbers and more great podcasts around coaching. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. Life at DHG.